Coming up on the podcast, I went to game six of the 2022 finals and it did not have the result I wanted. It was like my, it was like Al Pacino's Michael Corleone Godfather. Dude, this was not what I wanted. It's all next. This episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car, or a new anything. There's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Honey Stinger. This is a show about sports and culture opinions, but right now I want to talk sports facts, the data, the stats. Honey Stinger, sports nutrition, trusted by more than 1,500 pro and college teams. That's right, 1,500. That's all 32 pro football teams. That's 39 pro basketball teams, 29 pro baseball teams, and more that prepare, perform, and recover with the delicious taste of Honey Stinger's energy waffles, chews, gels, and bars. Honey Stinger is the one team's trust. Use code Simmons for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. That is S-I-M-M-O-N-S for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. Check out Fairway Rolling with Joe House and Nathan Hubbard. They put up a little instant reaction to day one of the U.S. Open. We are going to day two of the U.S. Open, and we're going to do a podcast afterwards heading into the uh, the weekend. Coming up on this podcast, Joe House and I went to game six of the finals. We walked back. I tried to keep my composure, and we did a podcast, and it's next. I wish, I wish we had a sadder Pearl Jam song to play, but uh, we'll stick with this one. Here's our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, taping this, it is midnight Eastern time. The Gold State Warriors just won the 2022 NBA Finals. House and I went to the game. It was in Boston, Massachusetts. It was pretty clear where it was headed early on. The Warriors were a better team. They peaked over the last three games. It reminded me of the 2014 Finals house. Spurs, Heat, when everybody was kind of waiting for the Heat to come back, but the Spurs had found something in that series. They had found some sort of ball movement thing. Their bench was better and they could just smell it. And that's how I felt after game five. I felt like the Warriors could smell it. And then the Celtics, what they smelled was a big fart because for, for the most oh, part, no. they had four guys show up in that game. Uh, but let's talk about the Warriors though. Yeah, let's talk about the Warriors. What so. a belatedly great team that was. I'm trying uh, to be diplomatic. I just the ball movement and just how they revolved around Curry and different guys stepping up and the defense they were playing. I, that that was the best they played all season, and they picked the perfect time. So that's belatedly great. By that you mean they came together, they coalesced, they have found an identity, they were all healthy. We got 
um, you know, Clay didn't even have a great shooting game. Five for 20. Didn't matter. Yeah. Because other guys matter. stepped up. Draymond stepped up. Draymond, Draymond stepped up. Game. Big time. Big Peyton time. was really good again. Wiggins was solid again. They found some pool stuff. Wiggins was absolutely fantastic. I thought he, he we'll get to Tatum later. I don't want to lead with Tatum, but he ate Tatum's lunch today. He put 44 minutes and kicked his ass. But, you know, the big, the big story coming out of this whole series and the way we're going to remember it is the Steph Curry. I'm putting myself on the map in a real way. I have to be mentioned along with the legends. Stop putting asterisks next to me. I'm one of the great players in the history of the league. And his three Boston games were fantastic. He had 31, 43, and 34 in the three at Boston games. And over and over again, was just torturing the crowd. That 32-footer he hit in the third quarter was out of control. It is always something. I, I I was glad I was here for both moral support and for athletic support. I am an athletic supporter for you. The um seeing him make like you can't believe how long the ball is in the air. That's the thing when you see it in person. Yeah, you it's, hadn't seen this in this version of Steph, right? I, well, not, I mean, I've seen him. I've seen Golden State. I've been lucky enough to see them, you know, a couple times a year. But not not this 2022 playoffs version. No, definitely not. Uh, no, this is my first you know, playoffs game of the, of the entire finals. So, uh, yeah, though, and, and what it does morale wise in terms of inspiring his own team, the, yeah. the bench loses its mind. You were close to the bench, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yes. So that bench was all standing. They had all the owners next to the bench and they were just all going nuts. Like the bench guys, some of them on the end will go running down the tunnel sometimes <laughs> when, when they, when he starts launching like that. And, yeah. You know, that, that so that's one element of it. Like it inspires his team, it demoralizes the Celtics but and the crowd. He also that yeah has a sense of now, like I need to take over a little bit. I need to yeah. assert myself. Things a are slipping bit. away. I yeah. need to do something yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you expect out of the great ones? And that's the thing. It's so rare for a guard to be this good because usually when you see somebody put their imprint on a series like that. It's usually either it's a center or it's like a LeBron Durant type of, of forward who can either get to the rim and post up and just kind of overpower you a little bit. He overpowers you from the air. It's like an air assault. I like this. Do you, is, is there any comp to Isaiah Thomas? I mean, it's it's he's so much better. I think he's no, so much. I, I understand. It's a different era. It's yeah. not really fair to c- compare. The, the way when Isaiah could take over yes. and you felt that's, helpless. That's, that's what I'm thinking of. And a little guy, not a huge guy. I think what makes him special and just the experience of rooting against him, which I'm going to need like psychotherapy this summer about. (laughs) um, He's just always lingering in a different way. Like Giannis was like this in round two where Giannis was just the, the, the shark from Jaws and you just always had to remember he was around and he was just kind of swimming around the ocean. He'd block shots and get rebounds and do different things. Steph... You can look up and it's like, ah, oh, Steph's not really have. And then all of a sudden he has like 22 in, this, in the third quarter. And you're like, wait, how did he get to 22? The aspect of his arsenal that is so powerful is the ability to get to the rim. Do right. You, do you have a, a, an answer for why they put poor, poor Al Har- Horford out on an island like that in the fourth quarter? I didn't think they'd run out of ideas. The Warriors were just getting whatever switches. You saw the one time in the fourth quarter, the Celts were trying to get a stop and they sent a second guy at him and led to a Wiggins three in the corner. The Warriors had just, they had solved the geometry of the series. They were like, we can get Stefan 
any of your guys. He can get to the basket anytime he wants. He's available from, from 30 feet to just hit a three to demoralize you anytime he wants. It was a loud three. He finished with 34. It was a loud 34. Loud. MVP. Yeah. What you'd expect. It felt right. He hit 31 threes in the series. He moved up my pantheon. Okay. Where, where is he now? He was 16. Yep. Last year I put him in. I think he's in the top 10 for me now. That was a question. I arrived tonight wondering. We had a long walk back from the TD Ameritrade Bank Garden. What do they call it? Whatever yeah. his name is. Me and Nate, we were had a little conversation. Is Steph in the top 10 now? I think he is. Wow. I have him leapfrogging. I had him behind the following six guys that I think he is now leapfrogged. The great Moses Malone. Mm -hmm. Shaquille O'Neal. Okay. God bless Shaq. Yeah. But the flaw with him was those last four minutes in a close game. It was still an issue, but I mean, he... I mean, we're talking, this is hollow ground we're hitting. Yes. This hurts. Hakeem Olajuwon. Wow. I think he passed him. Wow. Because I think the the added thing of how he just changed how basketball was played and he changed the geometry of the sport itself, I feel like has to factor in if we're talking Pantheon. None of these guys changed basketball. They didn't I, change how we thought about it, considered it, the whole thing, and he did it. He's the best expression of how basketball changed. You think he changed basketball? I, I do. I think the league changed. But I think the, the league best. changed partly because of the stuff he was doing. He was the first one. He was fucking Neil Armstrong. Okay. Nobody was doing shit like that before. People were hitting threes, but not like this. Not where... Well, the league... Remember Barkley for years talking about, you, you know, you gotta... You, you can't win just shooting jump shots. And he fucking won. Shoot, he's won four titles now. They've won four titles in eight years. Six... Six visits to the finals in eight years, too. So I got him passing Robertson and West. And then Durant. Because Durant never did this. You can't put Durant ahead of Curry. Durant never was decidedly the best player in a team that was built around him. He had the chance in 2016. He didn't deliver. I have. He had the chance in 2020, in 2000, or 2021, and this year he didn't deliver. I have a serious case of recency bias when it comes to Kevin Durant. I can't unsee him being stopped in the fourth quarter by Al Horford. Well, but I it's, can't it's year fifteen. It's year fifteen in his career at that point. I, I mean, it, it 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 it's it's tough. It's just tough. So see, he chose, and they got swept, and that's it. You can't erase that. So I think the argument now is Curry versus Kobe, and I have Kobe nine and Curry ten. Okay, and I think that is now a legitimate argument Feels because you're fair. talking about. Michael Jordan's the best guard of all time. Magic Johnson is the best guard, second best guard of all time. That's your backcourt. And then who's your guard off the bench on the all-time team? Is it Kobe or it's Steph? I personally just like the stuff, if I'm thinking all-time, wine bottle, all that stuff, I just like the stuff Steph brings to the table more than the Kobe piece. But, you know, Kobe back-to-back -back finals MVPs. He won five titles. Steph's got four. But now Kobe's in play. He's going to, he could pass Kobe with one more. He could Pass Kobe with one more. I want to give Kobe a little respect for that force I'm of trying. will. What we've done, what we've learned legacy-wise, and when we don't see it in players, young players, and we'll get uh, to young that. players that want to mimic Kobe, yeah. the force of will is is something that really will always distinguish Kobe. 
So obviously I was like a huge Steph guy and a huge Steph defender. And to watch him submit his legacy against my favorite team, I'm going to need the summer to sort it out. There's going to be some drinks in the deck. There's going to be some cocktails. There's going to be some sad moments. I left. I left the game. Yeah, you stayed. Yeah. I left with 90 seconds left. My dad's <laughs> like, I want to get out of here. And we just left. And I didn't even see him get the finals MVP. And I feel like I was like one of I was one of his biggest non-warrior fans. So I understand. Your, you stayed. What was it like? There were a lot of people there. A lot of people stayed. Now there was a Boston fans? Yeah, there was a lot of green still in the stands. Well, out of respect. I think he so. He did a great job. He did do a great job. I had my dad wanted to go and I just say my dad's I, 74 and I was, I was worried, worried about, about him. I was worried that you might um excommunicate Nate and I cuz we stayed. But I You should have stayed. Well, yeah, I You're basketball see, fans. It, I got to see Steph Curry get his first ever Finals MVP trophy. Yeah, it should have been his second, but I, I, sure, sure. But I we got, won in 15. I was happy to see it. I, I was pleased to see what it. What was the reaction with the team and stuff? Um, what do you mean? They they were they chanted MVP while they gave the while, while Mark uh what's his face gave the, the assistant commissioner. Couple other Warriors notes. Oh, so Curry Kerr, Dre, and Clay, four titles, six finals, four titles in eight years which has not done been done since Bulls six titles in eight years. The Spurs won five titles, but that was from 1999-2014. Um, you can't call it a dynasty, but it's definitely the weirdest run I think we've had. Why can't it's, you call it a dynasty? Because it's just not. It's it's a run. What's a dynasty? It's a It's not that. What is it? It's not that. Who they were the like, they had the, the second teams? pick of the lottery one of those the, years. They missed the playoffs last the year. dynasty teams then? No. The Bulls and that's it? I think they're the team of the decade though. I think that's what they get. Okay, or the team fine. of their generation, whatever. I think I it's the Duncan really Spurs. I don't play semantics, but like six finals in eight years is kind of pretty good. How are you? The league is, is 50 years old, 55 years old, 60 years old. The era is 40 years old. It's the equivalent of if the Celtics, you know, the Celtics had the 81, 84, 86, and then couldn't figure out that next stretch when they had the D Brown, Brian Shaw, Reggie Lewis, and 91, 92, Bird got hurt, all those guys. The Lakers, same thing. They had the run from 80 to 88. Then it seemed like they had figured out a next version of themselves with Vlade and Magic and that Sam Perkins. So you're saying not, neither of those teams are dynasties? No, no. Those are, I'm saying, well, the Lakers are probably more of a dynasty. But no, I'm just saying how they reinvented themselves when it seemed like they were done. Durant goes to Brooklyn. And it's just the way the league works, that should be it. Like the Len Bias loses for the Celtics. That's it. Magic contracts HIV. That's it. Lakers are done. You go on down the line, MJ and Pippen, they decide, you know, the Pippen thing that comes to it, the Bulls are done. The Lakers and Kobe and Shaq and Kobe and Shaq don't get along anymore. And then the Lakers are done for five years and come back for the last two. But, to just reinvent yourself with the core so what, is what, so unusual. What you missed in the trophy presentation was when uh, Lisa Salters began her interview with Steve Kerr. He basically said 10 seconds worth of I love my team. And then it was like, get Bob Myers over here. This guy created this. He put this team together. Yeah. He said, this guy does not get the credit that he deserves. Come over here. Get on camera. He should. We should be talking about yeah, him like man. he's Sam Presti. Yes, yes. Well, first of all, and there's been good stories about this, but he figured out how to turn the Duran asset into something. 
Now, Durant's got to be kicking himself because Durant could have just signed with Brooklyn. And he was kind of throwing the Warriors a solid by allowing it to be a sign and trade. They didn't have to agree to do that. That ended up how they got Russell back. But if they don't get Russell back, they can't get Wiggins. They can't get Wiggins. So Durant, who is probably going to take shit over the next 24 hours because Steph wasn't without him, but the Warriors owe a huge debt to Durant that he hooked him up because he could have said, fuck you. And by the way, he probably should have. Well, if you're competitive, there's 30 it. teams in the league and that's a potential threat and you're trying to win a title somewhere else. Maybe say, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not helping you. Sorry. Wow. I gave you two titles. Um, I took you. I helped you get to the third finals and, yeah, and I'm out. I might say we gave you two titles, but. Yeah, or both. You can quibble who gave who what. No, but KD was trying to do the right thing, but I wonder, you know. He he was doing the right thing on on his way out. Right, because he probably felt a little bad that, you know, he was ditching him. But credit to Bob Myers. This, uh, we got to talk, let's take a break because I want to talk about the Wiggins trade and the rest of the Warriors subplots. This episode is brought to you by Taco Bell. If you're anything like me during a busy day at work, I need lunch that is just as fresh as it is delicious and easy. And the all new Cantina chicken menu from Taco Bell is exactly that, made with high quality ingredients like seasoned slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, shredded purple cabbage, and avocado verde salsa sauce. The new Cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla are the perfect daytime choice. Try the new Cantina chicken menu at Taco Bell now. So the Wiggins trade, we were talking about KD. KD does them a solid. KD sign and trade for Russell. They know pretty early Russell and Curry together makes no sense. I mean, I guess eventually his Jordan Poole would have been the best possible outcome for Russell, like a guy off the bench. But that's not who Russell wanted. He would have never. He wouldn't have wanted that. that. He would not have accepted it. It would not have been work. And he's workable. Poole's a bad defensive player. So is Russell. But I I think Poole kind of fits in the framework better. So they turned him into Wiggins and the future draft pick, who, by the way, they didn't even need the draft pick. And Wiggins was, I think everybody's one of their least favorite players. All the people who love basketball, you look at him and you go, that's, that's just a guy I'm out on. He doesn't have it. He's, he's, you, watch, you watch Wiggins and he's just gone for a half hour. And you're like, wait, was Wiggins out there? I can't remember. Like He has all the tools. He doesn't want it. And by this finals, he was fucking awesome. We watched so many games of his where he might even like be a really efficient, like 17 points and a half or something. And, right. And we would look up and say, that was the quietest 17 points I've ever seen. That was like the legacy he seemed headed towards. He's soft. He's missing a fire. He doesn't have, man, if you could put so-and-so's head on Wiggins's body, he'd be amazing. We kept having that conversation. He played like he didn't love basketball. Yes. And you know why he didn't love basketball? Because he had like four coaches in six years. Yeah. And he played on a shit team in a in a city that had had no success other than 2004. Meanwhile, he's putting up stats. Like you go back, he was like 17, 18, 19, 20 points a game. And he was a good athlete. But man, I, what he did in this series, I was so impressed by him. I mean, I feel like he kind of broke Tatum. Oh, that's interesting. He certainly had him a and Draymond together. Like I like I, I, I it it hit a point by today. Tatum couldn't score on him anymore. The psycho babble. We we will engage in all kinds of psychology. That'll be the next break pop, for Tatum. Pop psychology yeah. for Tatum. But the thing with um, Wiggins, I love it when um, folks from your crew come out with the receipts. Koc this week 
um, trotted out both his draft analysis of yeah. Andrew Wiggins and a column that he wrote coincident with Wiggins arriving um, with the Warriors and made the point that this really could work. This could be the landing spot for Wiggins where he excels. And by the way, Russell and I did that when we did our trade deadline podcast. We both liked the trade. Yeah. Because the, the theory was like you're putting him in the best possible That's infrastructure. Right. If there's anything in there, it's going to come out. And and part of the thing you you forget, like there is a culture with the Warriors. Like when you have Kenny Atkinson and Mike Brown and Steve Kerr and you know that 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 the continuity of the assistant coaches, that whole staff, man, they can go pick guys and have one-on-one conversations while the team is getting coached up. You know, the team on the floor is getting coached up, and these head coaches are over on having one-on-one I know, they have Atkinson as an assistant. Yeah, Atkinson might be like one of the eight best coaches in the league. He's like a, he's just like And the, Mike Brown's like a Draymond whisperer. He's right. in his face, like, you know, keeping him, his guy. head on, keeping him, you know. That's the thing. Organizationally, you just have to hand it to him. They spent like an incredible amount of money. We have all these, we've rooted for teams. There's a reason I stopped following hockey. The, the fucking Celtics, the one year they made the Vin Baker trade so they could get under the luxury tax. They didn't realize, or maybe they did, that he had all these problems. But, you know, what we want from our franchises and our owners is like, spend some fucking money. Mm. Your team increases in value every year. Put it back in the team. These guys did this in kind of almost a reckless way. I mean, they spent like create with the luxury tax and stuff. Yeah. Like last year, just Kelly Oubre, I think that was like a $100 million decision just to not trade him at the deadline. Um, but that you can't argue with just how first class everything is on their end, where you look at like the Suns, where they, you know, they lowball Aiden. Yeah. They, they screw up the Jalen Smith pick and they don't take caliber. And then they just get rid of Jalen Smith because they want to like cut salary cap. And the words are like the opposite of that, of the server. Who's, who's the cheapest? Owner? Oh, you Angelos, you stopped rooting for the Orioles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that you quit on the Orioles before you even got the Washington team. That was, <laughs> yeah, that for sure. I mean, the, 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 when they started cost cutting uh, back in 19, I had season tickets to the Orioles, but yeah. yeah, Angelos ruined it for me. Yeah. So, you know, I know it's fun to like kind of poke fun at the Warriors and Lake of, and he's, he's obviously a little, he can be a little arrogant from time to time, but yes. I have so much respect for the organization. You made the key point, Bob Myers. We always read, oh, Presty, Presty, Presty. I'm guilty of it too. And Myers crushed it. Crushed it. And, you know, he could have panicked and he could have made it. We talked a week ago on this podcast about did the Warriors blow it when they were down 2 1 in the series? Did they blow it not making a trade deadline trade? Should they trade one of those picks? Are they, are they missing a guy? And they didn't. They played it perfectly. Pretty good. The Wiggins trade. I think it's now an all timer for me. Huh. I thought he was their second best player in the series. And they and he won them the title. I mean, Curry won them the title. But that trade, which was just really smart, I was thinking of trades that actually you could you could just point to and say they swung a title. I mean, Kawhi in 2019. Okay, Kawhi in 2019. Yes, I think that trade did swing a title. I saw Zaza tonight, by the way. I took a picture. Zaza he, didn't swing a title. Well, he did. He, 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 oh, yeah, because he hurt he Kawhi. Kawhi. You're right. Out. Pau Gasol, 2008 trade, ended up, led to two Lakers trade uh, titles. and I'll never get over that. Ever. I remember I'll where I was when it. they made the trade. Memphis was like, here, take Pau Gasol. I'll never, ever We'll take a bunch of crap back. For 
This is that's the blemish on it. And then they're like, no, we got Marc Gasol out of it. No, you, you, Marc Gasol is 350 pounds that's when you made that trade. On Fuck David off. Stern's like, legacy. You yeah, can never disallow a trade with Chris Paul in the same era as permitting that trade to go through. Rashid Wallace, 2004. Big time. That won them the title. Swung a title to the Detroit Pistons. Bill Walton, 1986. Okay. Sixth man of the year. Yeah. Push that team over the top. And then I got Parrish and McHale in 1980. I'm not counting Moses because they signed Moses as a free agent and they did compensation. Parrish and McHale make that trade. They trade down from one to three. They pick up, they take McHale, they get Parrish and deal. They win the title next year. I mean, those are like OG all-time trades. And it's crazy to think Wiggins belongs on that list but he does because they won the title because that trade. He was the most consistent. He played 44 minutes tonight. He might have been, would you say he was more consistent than Steph? No. Well, no. Steph I mean, bad like shooting games. Steph had still, one bad game and then and one it was a like bad shooting game. game. He still has an enormous impact because of, of the pressure that he creates on the defense. Wiggins hit a point where I was surprised when his shot wasn't going. Yeah. I think he was like eight for 18. It wasn't even like he was awesome today, but I always felt like he was making it. And then the stuff he was doing defensively was just out of control. I mean, that was like, you know, if if Kawhi and Pippen are the top of the ladder, I'm not saying he was up there, but next level down of just insane defense by a wing and his rebounding. Yeah. And, uh, Man, he was something. So I, I think he was 18 and nine in the finals, 44%. Last four games, he played 40, 43, 43, and 44. His overs were among my favorite plays uh, on the Ringer Gambling Show. My lesson from the Wiggins trade is, is, is a lesson we already knew. Always bet on the pedigree. This is why I like, I, yeah, sure, I'll take a flyer on Marvin Bagley. It's like, if I'm a top five lottery pick, there's talent in there, and you really have to look at situation and you just have to factor that in. There can't, Wiggins was this good in college. He had this many tools and you can't just write somebody like that off. And we learned that over and over again. I don't know though. Here's Why? the problem. Because how many franchises do you believe are capable of taking pedigree and bringing out the best? Like I, it's less Not than that many, five, but, I think. But it could still Gold happen. State is one of them. So who's like a pedigree guy San for you? Antonio is one of them. Yeah. Well, I wonder, I feel like somebody because Marvin Bagley Boston to me might be might be one of them. We'll see. Maybe. Um, I think DeAndre Ayton is going to go to the right situation. Now it's funny that mm. the Suns is not the right situation, but he didn't have the maturity to deal with the team not offering him the extension, and it impacted his relationship with the coach of the year and it should Williams. I mean, but but you know, I I respect Phoenix's ability developmentally. I mean, they 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 made uh, uh, Mikael Bridges a gigantic amount of money. I was thinking more of um, the people on the bad teams, like somebody like Darren Fox, right? Who's never been a good situation. I'm not a huge fan of Darren Fox, but it's in the right situation. Would there be this other level? Anyway, this would be a good topic for a summer podcast. More Warriors subplots. Draymond was twelve, twelve, and eight today. Put forty two minutes. Incredible renaissance by him the last couple of days. His defense went to another level. He's pushing the ball. It's literally the his legs back that everybody thought we were going to see throughout the entire final. So what happened? I, I I don't know what happened to him. Did he go? Did he go to Germany? Germany? How many? Did the, <laughs> were the, how many Warriors went to Germany? They might have a, 
Did somebody bring back the Concorde? He's and a different it, guy. It was a supersonic jet flight to Germany. He, he maybe it was his mama bad talking him on the Twitter. Maybe his mama. Maybe did it was bad the fuck you Draymond trance. <laughs> maybe it was because Clay was another one who had a crazy renaissance. He was not great tonight, but they he, really needed him in Game Four and Game Five. He just um, looked so much better. We were lucky enough to uh, be together in March, and we went and saw the Lakers play. The Warriors. It was on sad. Saturday night. Yeah, he just didn't have any like definition. He didn't. Ha- he didn't look like the kind of athlete that we, you know, come to to um, see out of him. And he he would look so much better tonight than what we saw in March. Well, Draymond, I got to hand it to him. I thought he was really good tonight. He made a couple pivotal outside shots at the right times. Um, I just thought that was he that was the best with, game I've seen him he in also person. Shot with confidence. Yeah, he did. He was really good. He was probably their third best player today. I still have Wiggins as the second best player in that game. Steve Kerr nine rings. I thought. Look, I'm biased. I'm friends with Steve Kerr. Known him for I don't know 15, 16 years. He's one of my favorite people to talk basketball with. I I was so impressed by his coaching this whole postseason run, but especially. The Celtics series. He picked the wings off the butterfly, him and his staff. They just, I saw it in game five and I was telling you guys, we're walking down. How pessimistic was I before this game? Very, very. You and did I, not express any optimism, not at any point today in the tr- in the run up to, to today, but since game five, you've just been, you're like, I just don't think we're going to do it. I would never bet against the Celtics, especially in the finals, but I, I was just like, I was going to be so surprised. It, to me, it was it had to be some sort of crazy monkey wrench, like Peyton Pritchard hitting seven threes yeah. type of thing. Because I just, I just really felt we talked about this last night. I just really felt like the Warriors had solved them. And the last time I remember when I did that 2014 Finals, and we were doing countdown that year, and I was like, I think that in the pregame, I was like, I think the series is over. I think San Antonio has figured out this team. The ball movement, Miami just can't handle it. And today was like that too. They figured out. I it, it, let's talk about the Celtics after the break. The Kerr thing, though. Um, well, what are you giving him specific credit for in terms of figuring it out? Is it the defensive scheme? Is it uh, taking Tatum out? They they let Marcus Smart self defense. Defensive scheme was incredible. The ball movement and the way they took care of the ball. Now I don't seventeen turnovers tonight. No, but in Game Five, yeah. I think they had six. Yeah. Today was, I mean, the Celtics were playing pretty crazy defense. And, you know, it, it just, the defense on both sides, I thought was great. But um, Kerr's a big turnovers guy. He hates them. If you go look at his uh, basketball reference, not a lot of turnovers on the Steve Kerr page. But the ball movement and the way they, they figured out, they always had somebody who could move the ball at the top of the key, right? Even like when they would throw Iguodala out there, there always there was some sort of movement. The way he would kind of bring Looney in at the right times, all of a sudden, the, the, all of a sudden Looney would be getting rebounds. I thought how he staggered that was really smart. Um, the, how they handled the Draymond thing was incredible. He fucking benched the guy in mm-hmm. game four. Mm-hmm. That could have like blown up your team and it didn't. It went the other way. And then uh, I thought... Uh, he really figured out the right way to use Poole in that series. Because I think Poole could have gone the other way and really shot them out of some quarters. They clearly, this and this again, I, I'll give credit to both Kerr and that coaching staff. They kept him engaged. 
They really kept him. Because he didn't play a lot of minutes. Yeah. Like he only played 18 minutes in the game today. This is a guy who people were talking about. Is he their third best guy? Yep. Coming but he had this. his minutes, like in the last series, he played 28 minutes a game. In the in the Memphis series, he played 30 minutes a game. In this series, his minutes go from 25, 23, 24, 21, 14, 18. And they basically just used him in little eight, nine minute stretches each half. Super impactful. And he bought in. Yeah. And that's that's what I mean by the coaching. Yeah, it's stuff sure. like that. It's okay. like if you're going to bench Draymond in a game four, you better have the gravitas with your team. I have to give a demerit. Uh, and and over the course of this finals, I said, if, you know, if, if it doesn't go the Warriors way, one of the things that I would point to for playing Andre Iguodala for the first six minutes of the fourth quarter in game one. That's like a loyalty thing, though, with him. That's fine. Yeah. They, they lost the basketball game because of it. I know. But but if you watch the bench and you're sitting there today, Iguodala is the most important guy on the bench for them. He, he's a coach. I mean, he's a coach. He, he's a, he adds to the coaching staff. So I think that was like a respect thing. But notice Iguodala didn't play the last couple of games. Oh, he got hurt. He was, he, he, he was hurt. He had knee issue the, the yeah. second game, too. And no, then, he, would, yeah. he wasn't playing. <laughs> really good team. I to me it's very similar to the 2014 Spurs. I don't I don't think we'll remember them historically as some Austin team will remember the Curry piece. I think it was surprising all the way till the end, but it feels like the right result. I, I don't think feel it's like the right result. There's not a what if. The only what if of this season, honestly, is the Chris Middleton injury. And what would that Milwaukee team have been? Well, they, they, were they would have been in the finals. I agree with you. And what would that finals have looked like? A pretty radically different kind of vibe altogether. Because well, because they would have had they would have been able to bring a superstar into the finals. Yes. Which is unfortunately the Celtics did not have one. And <laughs> we're gonna take a break and then talk about them. You're and about I'm gonna to try. try to be nice. So walked walked back with my dad. I think all the Celtic fans are thinking this way and it's look, I don't know if I'll think this way in a month, but it is one of those things like, was that finals actually kind of damaging? Was that like bad? Like, is, are there, you know, like you have those Super Bowl losses where the team that, that gets their ass kicked in the Super Bowl or they fall apart in some way. And then the next year they go six and 11. I'm not saying that's going to happen to the Celtics, but the Tatum thing was really bad. And I don't, I, you know, there's been a lot of whispers about was his shoulder hurt, was his not hurt. Two things. One is Jalen Brown was down early in the game and Tatum went over and picked him up with his right arm. Okay. So if he had a separated shoulder or some sort of thing, he's just not picking Tatum Brown up with his right arm. And he also had the dunk. I think he just got overwhelmed. And I was watching, you know, my dad's seats are near the Celtics bench. I was watching the whole game. I was watching the Celtics, how they're interacting. Tatum was, was deer, in the, deer in the headlights. He wasn't talking to anybody. He wasn't interacting with anybody. He was just sitting on the bench. He was just staring straight ahead. And it looked like the Warriors had like broken him. And I, I've just, I've been in a lot of Celtic games. He is always really engaged, really confident, chest out, walking around, whether his shot's going or not. This game, he was not like that. There was a huge stretch of time where he did not score. And didn't seem like he wanted the ball. That, he had 11 points in the second half yeah. for almost the entire second this half. Is the, I, I, I didn't get a chance to sit down and look at the actual sort of game time. He that finished he with 13. Yeah. He was stuck on 11 for a long ass time. How about time. the play in the corner 
right, as the game was starting to slip away a little bit, and he they found him for a wide open three in front of the Warriors and bench. He pumped it. And he didn't want to take it. Yeah. And then he traveled. Yeah. Yeah. This guy, this guy went into Milwaukee and put up 46 on the Bucks. He was completely unafraid. And he seemed like one of the next superstars in the league. And now it's like all the momentum from that is gone because he sucked in this finals. And I, I hate to, I don't want to criticize, like, I think he's an amazing player, all that stuff and being careful, but he really sucked. He can play so much better than that. And I don't know what happened. And none of the Celtic fans, this is all we've been talking about this whole series. What is going on with this guy? What happened? I don't have an answer for you in terms of what happened. I do think some element of it for sure is scheme what Golden State did in terms of making him uncomfortable. They were definitely physical with him. They were. And but every team's been physical with him. Milwaukee was physical with him. Miami was incredibly physical with him. So part of the thing, and I, I asked this in, in anticipation of tonight's game, what's going is he exhausted? I mean, maybe it's just it's possible that, that, that he, he he his brain isn't telling him that he's exhausted, but his body might be. He might you know, he's 24 years old. I've covered this in the past. Like he's ahead of the curve. Usually you peak from 27 to 30. You go to that next level. Other great players have had bad series like this, right? You go back and look at Kobe, like Kobe's 2004 finals are a disaster, right? They're just awful. He sucked the whole series. So you can have the series that sucks. I think what was weird to me was the spirit was off. Mm -hmm. Like it really seemed like, I don't know whether he was mentally exhausted. I don't know whether like having to chase Curry around all the stuff they had to do with the Curry, how worried you are all the time, whether that broke him. But it got to the point, like, I mean, you've seen the numbers in the paint. He shot like 35%. He shot better yes. on threes and twos, all right. that stuff. It got to the point where he was driving the basket and I never thought the layup was going to go in. Yep. Every time with Curry, you think it's going in. Wiggins, you thought it was going in. Tatum, it was, I, it was like, that was why we were wondering if he was hurt. Because he's contorting to yeah. almost not have Avoid contact. contact. This is we we're having this conversation in the text while we're watching the game. Why is he avoiding contact? He did it at the very beginning of the game. Why yes. not? Why aren't you dunking over Steph Curry? Or I mean, Draymond was was chasing on a on a you know sort of breakaway thing and and catches up, but he turns his back and tries a, a layup over his shoulder. The whole thing was. So we were we were watching him, my dad and I. And it was just really strange. And sports is weird, man. Your confidence can go. And he lost his confidence. He did lose it, his confidence. I agree with this. I don't think it's, I really don't think he was injured. I thought he was injured for most of the series, but I really watched him carefully tonight. I don't think he was injured. I think he was beaten up and tired and he couldn't figure the Warriors. It was the same thing like how Durant, like the Celtics kind of broke Durant for as much as you can break yeah, somebody sure. who's as great as him, but they did so many things like he just couldn't solve it. And Tatum just couldn't solve it. So if you want a glass half full it, you say, yeah, this is what it takes. Finals reps. You welcome to the finals, Junior. This is what happens. You play these games against these really smart teams that have a talent that is as much talent as your own team. And you better be resilient. You have to figure it out. And so the ne next year is going to be pretty pivotal. Like, one of the questions I had is, who is the alpha on the Celtics team? Is is it Al Horford? Is he the alpha? He was great tonight. He was he was a monster. He and was great. He smart. Who got in foul had. trouble? Smart gave everything he had, even though he you know he's up and down as always. Horford smart. Robert Williams was flying around. He's not even healthy, but I thought defensively it was really impactful. And Jalen had his typical Jalen game, right? He 
he was awesome, had a couple terrible plays, but for the most part, I thought really fought. And that was the thing that alarmed me with Tatum. I thought he was playing good defense, but offensively, it was just weird to watch him. I felt like he kind of melted down. We just didn't see in the air that, that uh, opportunity in the corner, that three you described that ended up in a travel is the perfect example of it. He just didn't look in rhythm. That's a catch and shoot. What are you doing? Also, like, shoot the ball. you're driving down and Draymond's underneath the basket and you have momentum. Exactly. Why, how do you end up like Euro stepping sideways, sideways and just how can you not finish and go to the front of the rim? My dad and I we were walking home and I was like, because I remember like Antoine against the Nets in 0203, right? Kenny Martin just destroyed Antoine. And that was different because that was a talent thing. Mm-hmm. It was like, you play this a hundred times and Kenny Martin's going to kick Antoine's ass. Antoine was never really the same after those two series. This one was like, I know Tatum can play better than this. What is going on? We've been to games where he played a hundred times better than this. And the fans are just like, what? All of us were like, what is going on with this guy? And then you watch on the bench and he's just sitting straight ahead, just kind of staring. And the guys like weren't even really trying to talk him or motivate him anymore. They were just like, all right, he's something's going on. So then maybe that, that would be, and I don't know enough. You could tell me, uh, is there an assistant coach on the Celtics staff? That is the, the Tatum whisperer. And if you don't have that, you gotta, you gotta, you better get that. He's so much better than he played in that finals. And, I mean, what he did against Milwaukee, like my dad asked me on the way home, he's like, do you think that series is going to haunt Tatum? And I, and we both decided, no, he's only 24. It, it'll probably ultimately be the best thing that ever happened to him, right? That's, this is we, this is how it works. Yeah, you you need the reps. This is right. how we we you know sized up the series. Like, is this extraordinary defense of the Celtics versus the experience of Golden State? Well, so like Isaiah, who I think was obviously a better player than Tatum, but he had the steal, bird steal in '87. They blow Game Seven, and that team. You know, then the next year he sprains his ankle in the finals. And it's just like these humps that you have to get over. And the best case scenario for this Tatum thing is just like, hey, you played 24 playoff games. You carried an incredible burden. You you had to play two-way the whole time. You went against Giannis and Durant and that crazy Miami team. And then Golden State having to worry about Curry switching around. And you wore out. So what? So what can you learn from this? The big thing I think he has to learn is just the... The 15-footers and the floaters, he just doesn't have that in his game. They could be his friends. Curry's, think how important Curry's floater is when you overplay him on the threes and he comes down the lane and he can score in seven different ways. Exactly Tatum, right. He has a choice. Tatum just doesn't have all the ways yet. So For somebody know, who's like an incredible scorer, like averaged 30 a game after the All-Star break. He has that step back. He has the, the Kobe step back. He has the Kobe turnaround, but... Yeah, right. It's time to start incorporating a little bit more. I think you're right. I mean, LeBron had, LeBron was other than, I mean, that's a good example, right? LeBron was absolutely horrendous in the 2011 finals. So bad that we wondered, wow, did we misjudge this guy as as a, as a superstar? Does he just not have it? And then he came back the next year and he was fucking awesome. And they won two straight MVPs. So it happens. Lots of people have had really bad series I, I just, think, I, I, I personally was not expecting it from him. He, he, he really just had, you know, 
the deciding games, and largely because I think Golden State figured him out. But I, I no, he was way worse than that. For I this series, twenty-one and a half points a game, shot thirty-six percent field goal. Today it was six for eighteen, five turnovers, zero free throws. This that's the killer. He should be getting ten free of throws course, a game. That's this. I mean, we literally are sitting having this conversation, me and Nate, while we're watching the game tonight. How Get a hundred turnovers for the playoffs. All time record. I asked my dad this when we were walking back. I was like, would we have been better off if that Butler three went in? No. Like for this team? Oh. No, and we decided no. Okay, good. But that's how dark it got on the walk home. We were like, <laughs> were we better off if that Butler three went that's, in? That's just because they gave out the trophy on your floor tonight. For the second time in the history of the Celtics. There you go. But we were like, is that, was this finals ultimately productive for us or was Come it actually on. a bad thing? Come on. No. Well, so what were the silver linings coming out of that series? Like the benches, Derek White. I, I mean, talk you about you really can't criticize. I don't think it's fair to like cr- criticize across the board that that they they that was a a, a very formidable foe in in the in the form of Golden State, like an all time. I'm just, just trying to figure through. out what do I feel better about than I did two weeks ago. Like I liked how Jalen played. Played in the. Epping finals. Okay, so the experience of that. This, yeah. this is where we landed. We were like, no, no, it's a good thing Butler's three didn't go in. That experience will help us. There's being no, in the finals and no losing. There's no precedent for a team that started the season the way Boston started the season, going to the finals and, and having the success they had. There was a competitive finals. They should well, have been so up then, three to one. So then I asked that the second piece of the question was, would it have been better for us if Butler's three went in? Me and my you're, dad. You're the old guys. Well, it's just like, th- Simmons, that would have been six games of just uh, colonoscopy, <laughs> colonoscopy basketball. Uh, my dad, at one point, my dad wasn't even like standing up when other people were standing up. He was just like, this team's broken. <laughs> he was like Tatum. Poor my dad Doc. was staring straight ahead like Tatum. It was very exciting. The first 12 to 2 was very exciting. Yeah, and then we had the 10 points going, for like the next hour. It's a fact. It is what happened. The Celtics bench, five points total. Yet another absolute stink bomb. Um, so the, you got to get better at the, the bench. three guys. The three guys were minus 64 Pritchard, Grant Williams, and Derek White. Grant Williams, who's on the bench yelling at everybody, inspirational speeches. And then he goes in the game, he's missing threes and rebounds are just bouncing right over his head. It's like, maybe, maybe, not, maybe I'm you're not, not gonna, the leader. I'm like, get gonna, a fucking rebound, Grant I'm Williams. I'm not going to criticize Grant Williams. He's a bench guy. Jalen had 34 points, five turnovers. He's 24 7 and 4 for the series. And would not let them go away would down not. the stretch. No. So there's fought. like going back to the, would we better off if Butler's three had gone in? I actually think I feel better about Jalen after right. the finals. This right. was good. This yes. was a good Jalen thing. Character. feel better about Rob Williams playing through pain. For sure. Um, I still don't know what this team needs because they clearly need something because over and over again in these series, things slowing down. And just how hard it was to get your, good your, possessions your and good shots. Is, it hurts the eyes to watch it's your half-court It's so offense. fucking painful. It hurts the eyes. I just, you know, it, it, that's the thing that, that, that causes you a little bit of a, a, you know, your brain to go crazy. Because it's the NBA Finals. Like, how are you there? The ball is moving around the three-point line with guys catching it. Jab step, hesitation, right. pass, jab step, 
dribble, dribble, try and turn and pass. If it's not turned over, you're, 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 the shot clock's running out and somebody, you know, has to make a decision on an ISO move. 22 turnovers at home after three days of we can't turn the ball over. You got to take care of the ball. And then it would just fall apart again. Look, I, if you're going glass half full, maybe they shouldn't have been in the finals. If Middleton doesn't get hurt, Milwaukee, I think, would have beaten them. They, they beat every team in the East in front of them. Like, you know, kudos. They were like, they could have lost and avoided the Nets. They didn't do that. Glass half full. Tatum's 24, Brown's 25. Smart's 28. Grant Williams, Robert Williams. Like, they have the nucleus. They have a huge trade exception. And this is one of the things the Celtics owners, right? And I think the answer is going to be they're going to spend the money. But they have, like, a $16.5 million trade exception that they need, like, is it, who is it? Is it Eric Gordon from Houston? Like, yeah, we'll take him. Here's the extra thing. Just, is it Malik Beasley? Is it, like, who is it? Who is the guy that they can get who's one more guy who's, like, a little bit like an instant offense for six, seven minutes kind of guy or I would, some sort of wing or I somebody with some toughness? Somebody that, that you're comfortable can handle the ball. Or is it a point guard? Yes. Who I is think it? Somebody that can initiate the offense create some order. But you in the realize offense. they traded a pick and then a pick swap in 27 for Derek White, who was at the all time during the headlights was fucking awesome for three weeks and then ended up during the headlights again. He's net positive. Uh, that, that trade, that trade propelled the Celtics. Got us the in the finals. Exactly right. They're going to have to spend some money. It's a plus. They should spend some money. They should. And they probably will. You could use a little rebounding help. Cause I don't know if you can um, count on, that level of performance out of Al Horford over a regular season. We saw it today with Grant. Grant had one rebound in 16 minutes. Like the guys were just jumping over him. Need some rebounding help. And that's the thing that the, the, the reason to be skeptical about this team is Horford's a year older next year. Milwaukee's going to have all their guys back. I don't know what's going to happen with Philly. Chicago, who knows? Could they trade Vucevic and somebody for Gobert and all of a sudden have kind of a kick-ass playoff team? Is that in play? Um, who's the, who's the other one? Miami. What if, what if Miami ends up with fucking Donovan Mitchell? I don't know. Or Bradley Beal. Or Bradley Beal, whatever. Yeah. The Nets, what's going to happen with them? I mean, I wouldn't, you can't flat out dismiss Atlanta. I don't think. I think this was a window. This was a window finals for both teams. The Warriors next year, the Clippers are back. Denver is going to be good. Memphis is good. Memphis will be a year older. And you Dallas know, is starting to Dallas. Who up. knows? Yeah, Dallas got Christian Wood. We'll see how that goes. But Golden State, I feel like had to win this year. The Celtics, I don't know if they had to win, but this was the they, East kind of broke nicely for them. It did break nicely. They also kicked ass, though. You got to be happy. Definitely. Okay. Good. I I don't know what happened to Tatum. <laughs> I I just don't understand it. Well, hopefully we'll we'll hear an off season of uh, floaters and, you know. If it comes out that he had like a separated shoulder or something, I will never have been as happy to hear about somebody's separated shoulder. <laughs> like he did? Thank God. Uh-huh. I was just worried he melted down. It's tough though. And it's a good lesson. Like maybe, maybe tone it down like just a tad when you haven't won anything yet. Who, like who? Who are you talking eh. about? 
you felt like there was a little too much swag out there? The Kobe stuff was dropped a lot. Okay. It was inspirational to him. He's not there. I love Tatum. I'll 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 make up with him in my own head by right. tomorrow. Good. But I'm just so I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> oh, they they said on Twitter the dubs chanted fuck Draymond after their finals win. <laughs> That's fantastic. Is it- uh, the entire Warriors locker room is chanting fuck you, Draymond, in the champagne celebration <laughs> right now. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's really good. The team showed a lot of resolve, man. They yeah. they that game four, the crowd was nuts. It felt like the Celtics were better. And Curry had one of the legendary games. Now that's going to be remembered. Like the way, the way we remember some of the great finals games, right? That Excellent. game four will be one of those games. It's great. You forever have that. It happened to you on your floor. I but, can't. I but can't, you love Steph Curry. I well, how love many, Steph Curry. I do, but I'm, I'm, how many points did we end up with? 90? God damn it. Under. <laughs> Unders once again. Unders, 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 unders. Did we cover everything? I think we did. It was an awesome finals. I thought I'm gonna need 48 it. more hours to decide whether I wish Butler's three had gone in. Because <laughs> this hurts. We're gonna make you tired. We're gonna walk around the country club tomorrow. We're gonna watch some golf. It's the yeah, US we're gonna Open. go to the US Open. It's Father's Day weekend. We're I'm gonna, gonna probably have some drinks. There we go. Yeah, we're gonna have some hospitality tomorrow out on the golf course be able to heckle some golfers if you want. Will that make you feel better? You can yell at Phil Mickelson. I really love the Celtics team. How many games did we play? Four, seven, seven, 18, 24 games over the span of nine and 10 weeks. And I need a vacation from just <laughs> those exhausted. possessions. When they had it within nine and then we it was, thrilled. and then it was, just the classic like oh. Grant Williams just throwing the ball to the other team yeah. and then the, the the Horford losing out of bounds and it was just the start to the it was quarter. fucking groundhog day this all the is time the thing man this is and this was uh, you have to also um imagine that that it was important for Ime to get this experience because the, the the Celtics starts to the fourth quarters other than game 1 can i give you the play by play i <laughs> It's 76-66 starting in the fourth quarter. We have the ball. Here are our plays. Draymond Green blocks Marcus Smart's seven-foot driving layup. Celtics rebound. Grant Williams, bad pass. Jordan, bad pass. Jordan Poole misses. Jalen Brown misses driving floating jump shot. Jalen Brown misses tip shot. Clay misses the three. We have the ball again. Down 10, 10-30 left. Marcus Smart, bad pass. Bad pass. Peyton Dunk. Smart driving layup. Pull free throw. Jalen Brown misses a 28-footer. Robert Williams misses the tip shot. It's just like... Yeah. they The start and end of these quarters, they can never fucking figure it out. That's the sign of a, That's of a, a young, young team. team. That's 100%. Yeah. How's you making me feel better? There we go. Tatum's fine. Yeah. Tatum's fine. He, he had a separated shoulder. They should just say he had one, even if he didn't. I think it would help everybody. <laughs> Every year that goes by that he that he's is another year since he went to Duke. That's that that's also helpful. The Duke guy's got to get the. Duke this would be out a good him. experience for him. Yeah, because I mean, he finished with a hundred turnovers, so you know people are going to make the Will Chamberlain, the it, holding the sign hundred turnovers funny. with Tatum's is, face superimposed. Is, that's going to happen. It is. Funny. He's going. He's going to. He does deserve it. It's a point of emphasis. He was bad. It's a point of emphasis, Jason. For the summer. 
This is part of the process. That's right. If you want to be one of the greats. I mean, Kawhi, how, how many years was Kawhi was in the league? Eight years. And then the 2019 Raptors happened. Right, Tatum's well, been in the league five. Kawhi, Kawhi was the MVP for the of of, uh, of a no, final. but I'm saying as like the best guy on a title team. Okay, it took Kawhi eight years. Okay, it took LeBron nine. Yeah, it takes that long. The That's question right. is whether Tatum should even belong in the sentence with those guys. I think as a two way player, he has it. I think he has the sense of the moment. He proved it, and I hope this was a learning experience for him. That's the best we can hope. And I hope the Celtics spend a lot of money next year. That's because the best you can hope for. the Warriors are clearly just going to spend $300, $350 billion a year on their team and they love winning titles. I just love being in a stadium where fans are going crazy for the team. That was fun. The crowd was great, right? The crowd yeah. was so dying to just get involved in that game and then it, then we would throw the ball off somebody's face. I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. I don't know when the next time that I have to hope for that as a Wizards fan. <laughs> All right, House. Good times. Man, Good times. Not really. Yeah. Good times. Better times for you, I think. Good times. This podcast was produced by Kyle Creighton. Thanks to Dylan Burke and Steve Cerruti as well. I will be back on Sunday with Rosillo. I'll be in better spirits. I'm going to lead the podcast saying, I'm fucking glad Jimmy Butler's three didn't go in. <laughs> that was a great experience for the Boston Celtics. Thank God we're in the finals. We paid, laid, laid the groundwork for a future run here. And the whole thing. And kudos to you, Steph Curry. Kudos. Fucking great player. I'm so... One of the all-time greats. As much as this finals hurts, I'm so happy that that uh, all my Steph Curry stock... It's just... Always knew. Yeah. Always felt, always felt like this was going to be the outcome at some point. But unfortunately, it came at the expense of my team. I'll see you on Sunday. I want to see them on a waste of